Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. And today, I'm accompanied by some fantastic people, Idania, Anthony, and Araya. So before we start off with our COVID rundown and all the stats on worldwide and in-house uh, statistics on COVID, we have some new uh, coronavirus symptoms added to the CDC list, which is congestion and or runny nose as well as nausea and diarrhea were added recently. So look out for those symptoms as well now. Uh, in worldwide cases, we have 9.9 million confirmed cases, as well as 4.9 million recovered and 491,000 deaths. And the first vaccination trials have started to begin in Africa, in South Africa, Johannesburg. This vaccine was developed at the University of Oxford in Britain and has started with volunteers receiving the vaccination. South Africa has one third of Africa's cases, so they were sought out to be one of the main places entirely to actually get this, the uh, vaccine trials. And vaccine trials will shortly begin in Britain and Brazil. So we are definitely seeing some new advancements with this. At this point, Dr. Fauci has even said that it's not if we have a vaccine, it's when it's ready. And so just seeing these new trials is kind of welcoming in the fact that we now have sort of a, uh, an escape for this as we're kind of leaving a dystopian world and going back to normalcy in some sort of sense. But in-house here in, in the US, we have 2.7 million confirmed cases, as well as 989,000 recovered and 128,000 deaths. So Texas is, is experiencing some of these most spikes at their fastest rate yet with new hospitalizations with 5,551 reported cases just on Wednesday reaching their max, breaking their record, as well as California breaking their record of 5,000 cases to 7,149 cases. And their ICU rec uh, rates are record high. They're not, they don't have enough capacity to, I, I guess, kind of hold in all of their patients as we're seeing. And this happened in the beginning of the pandemic as we are now kind of in the second wave, some people think, with this whole COVID. And Florida, we have still continued spikings with 5,511 5, new cases just on Tuesday. And a lot of governors are kind of with the same page as our governor here, Ron DeSantis, where he says that these new cases are due to just more testing and not necessarily that we have opened the state too quickly, while others do think that we opened the state too quickly. So essentially, we're just kind of seeing some combating views in America where it goes down to the fact of, is it because there's testing more or is it because we've opened up the state too quickly in hopes for our, our, our economy to kind of recover? Quite frankly, I kind of think it has to do with possibly state opening too quickly and the mixture of having more tests because with more tests, you do kind of realize who had it and who hasn't now. You thought about that, like, because the, the rising cases, it was so rapid and everybody just wanted to point a finger at, oh, the opening of cases. We're all victim to it. We all pointed fingers, oh, we opened up too quickly. And I still think like we opened up a little bit too quickly. Like Mario says it all the time that he finds it hypocritical that they close down at such low cases and open higher cases. But I never really thought of the fact of how new and more tests being more frequent could potentially rise the numbers because you could see people who had symptoms but really weren't sure they would test positive so the numbers would just blast to the roof i completely agree with you i mean i did take that into consideration the fact that we're testing i well i'm, I'm i suppose there's some technical difficulties here um well um, in my opinion, I didn't really consider that. And especially since my mom works at the hospital, I don't think she considers that too. She, um, so I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I don't know if I'm allowed, but um, numbers are going up and she's telling me that she personally has seen the rise of it. And I don't think she's taken into consideration that it's just more tests as well as the fact that the state has opened up too quickly. I do think that the state opened up way too quickly. I think that they were focusing on, you know, their 
greed and I'm sorry if this is like too blunt but you know capitalism is very blunt and like you know they need their money so you know that may be a good thing it might be a bad thing but in my opinion they opened up way too quickly and now we're seeing the effects of it because before we're all like oh it's okay nobody's getting it nobody's getting it but of course it's because it takes weeks to develop the symptoms just to see it and some people are asymptomatic so you don't even know if they have it so it's really crazy how some people might have it right now and they still don't even know and the tests are helping people see that but it's also um a mixture of those reasons i feel it's definitely a mix of both i feel like I mean, as it comes down to it, uh, I kind of understand it to be with the fact being that with the whole new cases and all that, it kind of, it brings in a new sense because at this point, yes, there are new cases, but it also goes down to the fact that a lot of people don't know the full list of symptoms. So you could not know that having a runny nose or having some, or you're nauseous or such and such and such, as well as, you know, losing a sense of taste and smell are attributed to having coronavirus because there's so many symptoms now that you can really just misplace it with any sort of common cold really with the runny nose and your coughing and, and such other things as well. Yeah, it's honestly crazy how many symptoms, but you have to take into account, like some people are gonna think that they have coronavirus when they really have a flu or it's gonna be the opposite. It's really crazy um like the amount of things that actually play into figuring out that you have the coronavirus and it's scary but something i want to talk about is that you know the africa and i know that not everything is about this but you have to take in consideration the fact that you know in the past when people have went to africa for vaccines it wasn't for the interest of the africans and it's really crazy how like racism plays into the medical field and i know it's not everyone it's on a systemic level and it's not you know everyone's individual fault but before I've learned this in psychology, how um, I don't know what disease it was, I'm sorry, but um, they started testing African Americans and they um, they told them that they were getting treatment, but it wasn't really that. They injected them with syphilis, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it was, it was a yeah, it was that. So I just want to make sure, yeah, that um, I just want to make sure that the people that are getting that vaccine are actually safe and it's not just oh um i'm treating you but i'm not really so yeah that could be a concern no these are these are actual of uh, uh, volunteer trials these aren't like just picking from a neighborhood and going with it these are these are done well i mean obviously when i did first read the headline i did kind of think of historically what happens but I have, you know, read a couple more articles on it, and this is strictly just volunteer. It's not anything sketchy. Or it's not like a guinea pig project. Exactly. This is this is a for real project, essentially. But when we come back from the youth, we're going to stray away from COVID talk because, again, we always talk about this, but we're going to talk about Disney and how Disney is changing up with their Splash Mountain ride. So... When we come back, so you're listening to the youth here on Sam Radio. Sirius XM, channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 
This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started, and I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up for Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from uh, Good Morning America from my... That's funny. <laughs> That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hey, this is Ron Rivera. Listen to Slam Radio. difficulties we experienced in the first segment. I'm not saying anything against Frank. I'm just saying we had some Zoom problems. Okay. But in this discussion, I, I did say that we were going to stray away from COVID, but apparently Anthony has some breaking news for us. So. Yes. Uh, it has to do some news in the NBA. On Tuesday, the NBA, since there's going to be a bubble environment in a few weeks to continue the league, they decided to test all 302 players, and 16 of them tested positive, some of them being one of the Heat fan favorites, Derek Jones Jr., Jabari Parker and Alex Len from the Kings, as well as Malcolm Brogdon, Nikola Jokic, and Buddy Heald. So a lot of star names have been tested positive. Uh, a lot of them plan to still go to Orlando, as we know, the 14-day period. I'm sure they'll quarantine, and then they'll go. But it's going to be interesting to see how this develops. I hope they can try and get more tests so they can try and maximize to see who has COVID and who doesn't to try and make the environment as safe as possible. Of course. And in more Orlando-related news with Disney, both Disney Parks, Disneyland, and Disney World has planned to change their Splash Mountain ride. So it will be changed to a Princess and the Frog ride. And this is due to over 20,000 signatures on a petition to change certain controversial themes such as racial stereotypes from the song of, from Song of the South, which is a song, obviously. And there is no set stone date of start nor completion just yet, but they have kind of insinuated that they want to do this 
kind of immediately as soon as possible. And the ride kind of starts off with after the final kiss. And we kind of see how Prince Tiana and Louis, is that how you say it, Ilania? I don't know, I haven't watched the movie in a while. Okay, it's Louis, on a musical adventure, musical adventure, as they prepare experience, uh, their first Mardi, Mardi Gras uh, performance. So personally, I don't really mind them changing this ride. I think having the whole like Mardi Gras performance and the whole Tiana and Princess and the Frog, I think it's honestly appropriate because she's one of the most underappreciated princesses. And she's honestly a cool princess. Like she's from the 1960s. I love those type of time periods. She's very headstrong. She's very into like who she is. She's like very, she's very comfortable with who she is and what she wants to do and with who she wants to be. And that's something that when I was younger, when I saw this movie, I really liked. And I think kind of impacted me just a little bit because I think I'm, I share some of those attributes. So same as Araya and Idanya, because they do too. And it kind of got me thinking on what other characters I think deserve to have their own ride. And personally, I think Maleficent should get a ride herself because I kind of think it would be really interesting to kind of have her whole ride and the whole experience on it because quite frankly, I just want to see villain rides, to be honest with you. I'm kind of tired of having like only the Disney princesses. Like I really want to see a, like a villain have a proper ride. But I mean, it kind of got my brain swirling. So I was kind of wondering what you guys are thinking on this. Jason Ferb has deserved to have a ride since 2008 and I don't want to hear it. Literally, their first show, I mean, their first episode had a roller coaster. That was the whole point of the first episode. Disney has been schlacking for the past 10 years. They should just just rebuild it, try and obviously don't go into space like the actual roller coaster, but just make a Phineas and Ferb ride. Like, what's the worst that can happen? I felt like that should always be a, a show or a few characters that should have a ride at either Disney World or Disneyland. So with Princess Tiana, obviously due to recent events, everybody has noticed how like there isn't really a lot of intersectionality with the rides at Disney. And, you know, a lot of these girls, we don't really see it because as a white girl, like I'm not trying to make it like into this thing, but as a white person, I didn't really see how that movie could have impacted somebody because I have so many movies to pick from. I have my representation in every single movie, you know, every single movie, there's like a white girl character that you could look up to. And a lot of POCs and black girls don't have that. And now they have a whole ride, you know, a lot of little girls when they're little, they look up to these princesses that they look like. And I really like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of white princesses and I um, I could look up to them and there's like some Hispanic ones and, you know, that's another problem, but, you know, they don't have as much representation as I do. And that's important because little girls, they look up to these characters and they're like, oh, I'm a princess, I'm a princess. And it builds their self-esteem. And, you know, a lot of these black, girls you know when they're little they have they don't have anybody to look up to in the tv world so this is really important you know a lot of little girls go to um disney world when they're little and they're like oh i'm a princess i'm a princess so i really think that's important and also i don't really know about splash mountain like i didn't even know it was based on something like i'm sorry but i didn't even know like it had to do with the show so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, like, based on some racist, like, movie from the 40s from Disney, which I'm surprised that even with, like, the Black Lives Movement, before the whole George Floyd thing happened, I'm surprised that they kept it around because it's literally based off a whole racist movie, and it's been called racist for years on end now. So for them to finally do it now, I mean, yeah, that's good, but could have done it a little bit earlier, I think. Yeah, that's why I think they're trying to do it immediately, which is, like, important. But, like, come on, Disney. I mean, okay, so the movie that it's based on is not racist. It's just the fact that since it was made, like, back then, it has, like, 
kind of like racist um how do you say like racist racist messages kind of racist undertones exactly Exactly. it has like racist i mean well that's kind of racist but anyways oh we all have to remember also who walt disney was like he was a guy at this time period too like it's not necessarily that it was wrong at the time which is something that i think that we tend to forget about it's wrong now because we've learned from it and we know that it's wrong because people are people and that's whole different conversation but back then Uh, well okay agree to disagree because even though it was back then you have to realize that this is something that was wrong whenever any time period this is wrong and i know and i know it was a normal but like that doesn't really excuse racism and i know what you're trying to say but like you have to think like this isn't like something that was okay especially back then like it wasn't just oh calling somebody the n-word it was like killings and like hangings and lynchings and like it was crazy no, I mean, I agree. And I completely see where Nicole is coming from. Like, she's not trying to defend Walt. And I understand what Araya means. I know she's not trying to call Nicole a racist. But um, personally, the ride, it's not one of the best rides because it's not really entertaining because a lot of people never even saw the movie. Um, as for Araya, the point you made, um, I am light-skinned. I'm not Caucasian but I am light-skinned and I personally never saw like the usual Disney princesses as someone to look up to I never looked up to like Cinderella or Aurora or Belle I mean I loved Belle but I never really looked up to her and I think one of the movies that impacted me like emotionally was definitely Princess and the Frog because obviously she was the first princess of color and like we saw her coming from like she wasn't born a princess like she wasn't her goal wasn't to marry a prince she didn't want to be royalty she wanted to make a living out of her cooking skills which came directly from her father and I thought that was a beautiful attribute in the movie and also the fact that it's just like the whole New Orleans scene I just found it to be absolutely like oh I love it and I think it is perfect because um, if you've ridden Splash Mountain before, you know, the big drop or whatever, it's like a swamp. And they do spend most of their time in the swamp in the movie. And it's part, you know, it's part of the whole, you know, they're frogs and they meet an, an alligator or crocodile, I forgot. And, you know, they're playing jazz or whatever. And they're navigating through the swamp, which kind of makes sense why Princess and the Frog would be perfect for that ride. And... As for what Nicole said, like, I understand, like, I love Maleficent. Let me tell you, I love her, period. But she, like, Princess and the Frog never really had their own icon in the parks because if you see, like, Rapunzel has a tower. She doesn't necessarily have a ride, but she has a tower. Princess and the Frog never had that. Yeah, and I just kind of hope that we see more inclusion on this. I'm just waiting for a proper Hispanic princess so that I can be like, oh, yes, I look like her. It's great. I'm just waiting to see a Cuban princess, to be honest with you. That's my Wait, wasn't, okay, sorry. I know we're going to break, but wasn't there that one Spanish princess that, like, Esmeralda or something? No, Elena of Avalor is yes, a Hispanic that princess. One. And we got Coco. Yeah, we got Coco, but that's not a princess. Although Coco is a princess in my heart, let's be honest. When we come back here on break, we're going to talk about school because school is very important to the youth here. So, you're the youth here on Sam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Here's that song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! 
By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vilo. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on two Aniga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vilo is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam is more than just a radio station. But a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable, sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. What's up, this is Grok and you're listening to Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio, SiriusXM channel 145 and we're gonna talk a little bit about school because this has been a hot topic I know there's going to be a conversation today with the school board, and I'm kind of wondering because in 48 states, they have suspended in-person classes all, all up until the fall, but that has come into discussion because now they don't necessarily know with states just opening in general for the economic standpoint on it, if schools should start opening up with them. So with discussions, we're kind of seeing if we should have a hybrid learning experience, which can go into the fact of having either half online, half in, half in school, half, half days where you have morning school and then afternoon school for certain uh, cases. That did happen here in Miami High back in like the 50s and 60s when they had a lot of children coming from Cuba. They had to do that with the school because there was too, there's too much uh, kids and not enough capacity for them. So we have seen that work here in Florida. So that might be a possibility for high schools to kind of adopt morning and afternoon schools. and. They're also kind of just wondering if we should just continue with online schooling. And we've seen the stats where online schooling is not the best thing for a lot of students, especially for minority students, Hispanic and black uh, students have not been giving, given the most opportunities with online schools. I mean, I know that we've shared our own experiences with how online school has gone. And I think that we've all done pretty well with staying afloat and keeping our own academics on land for the most part. But I'm kind of wondering, because personally, I think for high school, we should have morning and afternoon classes where you have some go in the morning, some go in the afternoon, and you just kind of work your schedule around that. And that would work better, they said, again, for high school. But I think maybe for like younger kids, depending, I think either you just continue with online or you go half online, half in person, or just fully integrate them all back into in-person school. Online virtual school. I hope we don't have to do it. I know we're going to have to do it, but I really hope we don't have to do it. I really hope we find a way to just go back to school. I didn't like virtual at all. 
because I did not get even close to the same vibe that I would have gotten if I would have went to school. It just kind of felt sluggish and boring. And some of the teachers, like, they they had the technology, but they didn't know how to use it. It was just, it was really weird. Like, it was a lot of confusion for me. And it took, it was the last nine weeks, and it still took, like, six, seven weeks to get settled in. And by that time, it was already over. So it was, like, it was kind of pointless to me. So I know we're going to have to do it. And I feel like a 50-50, if we can possibly do that, where the students would wear masks to go to school, like maybe, I don't know, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, or like maybe like they do virtual Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, something like that. But they're going to need to have some innovation. I'm not sure how they're going to be able to do it, but if they can, they if they can find a way to have a 50-50, I would be fine with that. I mean, I said this in the first segment, and I've said it every single time we talk about um, COVID. Um, you're not gonna catch me dead outside unless there's a vaccine. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna leave my house unless there's a vaccine, unless there's a solution for this. And it's not because I'm scared of it. It's because I live with generally elderly people, which I would not want to risk infecting. And Personally, I did very good in virtual school. I, as well, Nicole knows, I have, I deal with a lot of anxiety and other mental health problems. And I think virtual school just really made me feel comfortable and gave, I felt like I had the time to do all my homework. In fact, not to brag or whatever, but I finished off with straight A's. I deserve a clap for that. But Frank's not here, so whatever. I'll pretend like it, Araya's clapping for me. That's on period. Thank you. Thank you. I feel the love. Except not from Anthony, but whatever. I think, <laughs> I think that it just depends because some people work better in virtual school while others work better. For example, Anthony works better like at actual school. I think it's either way. I mean, obviously I miss seeing Anthony and Araya and Nicole and all these people, but as for as far as school goes, I personally prefer virtual school, but I do understand that there needs to be a time that we come back, especially since I'm starting my senior year. And like, I just, like it's nerve wracking to know that everything's gonna change. I'm sorry then to cut you off here, but we have some breaking news. So the Florida Health Department is now reporting 8,000, reporting my bad, 8,942 new confirmed cases of COVID today breaking the previous record that I have mentioned earlier on with it, which was over 500, 5,000 cases. So we're now seeing that there is a continuous spike. So that kind of comes into this discussion of whether with the new spikings, how school is gonna kind of go in, whether just wearing a mask and kind of reducing your own, I guess, trace and how you maneuver yourself in school is only gonna give you the, the most protection in school if you do go full in person. 800 in a day? No, 8,942 in a day. In, in one day? Yes, today. That is that is insane. Um, personally, there are different types of ways that other people learn. And I think that's like really interesting. And just now people are starting to learn how they like school. Personally, I don't like both. And I know that's crazy because I am a like studious type of person. I get all A's. Um, I did better with virtual school just because the teachers, I'm not knocking at the teachers, but nobody was really prepared for this. So they didn't really have study plans until like the third week in. So I got all A's just because of that. And I usually do good in school anyways, but um, school is stressful for me either way. I get stressed really easily and school is one of those factors. So for me, it doesn't really like affect it. I know I'll do good either way. Maybe it's better for me for virtual just because it's easier, but I would like to see a hybrid or just maybe that, you know, some of these people's parents are really strict and they do not want their kids going to school. For example, my mom, I'm pretty sure that if there's a way for 
the people that don't want to go that you just have the Zoom call on. And some people can come if they want. Some people don't have to. Um, I'm pretty sure if they do something like that, that would be great. Because personally, I could just stay home. And then if I want to go the next day, I can go the next day. So I, I think that would be good. Or like maybe, like you said, a half day or something like that. I don't really know if a half day would be as effective, though, because everybody is just going to the school. So I don't know really what's the best effective way to not get sick. But I just know that I need everybody wearing a mask if we go. And I already know that's one of the guidelines. I know for a fact that that's what's going to happen because that's what Rob Rob DeSantis said or whatever. And that I don't know about gloves, but maybe because some of them kids are kind to, I mean, kind of, you know, not really the most hygienic. I mean, that's pretty understandable. And quite frankly, when it goes down to it, their whole thing with having morning afternoon classes is essentially you have, it's, it, it's a shift where you have kids coming in for, I'm assuming from 7.50 all the way until most likely 11 to 12 most likely 11, and they'll have a break in the day where they kind of sanitize all the classrooms and they sanitize everything else with that. And then you have the afternoon shift. But I mean, with these new classes, obviously, or with these new proposed ideas for classes, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen just yet. But I think that it is kind of important that we have these type of uh, discussions on this because this essentially is going to affect us in the fall. And if we don't start back up in the fall, then it's definitely going to to affect us whenever we do really start integrating into in-person classes. And I do know for a fact that we most likely with the new uh, spikes here in Florida, just as we had the breaking news with so many new cases, with these new uh, spikes, I do kind of believe that we will start with most likely just online schooling and you you start your school year in the fall with online. And then we kind of just continue on further with having in-person classes and going to actual school and learning the old-fashioned way essentially and I mean with my own experience with online school I necessarily didn't really suffer from it uh, academically I think we all kind of have that type of uh, experience with it we all did really well but this definitely did affect my own social and my own I, I, I guess I can say mental health with it because it kind of deteriorated everything that I worked up to kind of stay stable with school. So that definitely was not a good thing to wake up to and be like, oh, this isn't what I, you know, it was it was a little rough at some point, but all that kind of matters essentially is that we did kind of stay afloat and we had the youth and we had everything here and we had each other and we talked about it a lot. And that's kind of all that really matters at this point because at this point when we do go back into school, we still have each other and we still will continue talking because we still do have youth and we still, you know, our friends aside from this, we all do kind of stay in touch no matter what. And with in-person classes, it all necessarily just depends on how the states are healing and how people are essentially responding to it. Because if we do continue on and we do see rising spikes, that might lead into having some apprehension of continuing school. And that's most likely what will happen at some point. Yeah, so basically, like you said, like there was certain points in time during this quarantine where I was like, I really need to see my friends because, you know, being social, especially at this point of our lives, we're teenagers. We need to like see our friends. And it's like, um, me personally, I love being alone. So I really like this quarantine. I'm kind of a homebody, anyways. So it wasn't really too detrimental to my mental health, but it was something that I was like, dang, now I won't be able to see my friends. I got over it fast. Like I got over that, oh, I'm going to miss everything kind of phase fast because that's just how I am. Um, I don't really like I changed my mind a lot, as you can tell. Um, I can't even stay on one topic for too long. But anyways, um, yeah, school and online school are pretty much kind of similar in the ways that they affect my mental health. Even with regular school, um, I'm going to say that the regular school year 
affected my mental health more just because of the fact that I had so many AP classes and hard classes that I had to like really focus on. And I really, personally, I really let those get to me and I know I shouldn't, but I'm really focused on my academics and that's something I really like need to have A1 because if I don't, then I feel like, I, I don't know, I just feel like I'm bad, but I know that's not something I should let get to me, but it's something that does affect me and I'll admit it, but like, yeah, this school year was crazy, but I'm not too mad at it. I had like my little fun, like the little book fair, like, you know, my teachers, all that little stuff really helped me in a way, because when you look at back at it, it's the little stuff that like really made the year what it was. Yeah, because that's all we kind of had to uh, go go with because we did kind of have our school year cut in half essentially. But I do have to kind of agree, like it, ne it not necessarily, it wasn't terrible, it wasn't a terrible experience. It was just definitely something that I was like, this is really new for me. But we, when we come back here on our final segment, sadly, we'll talk about how we're having some more car celebrations and how that's kind of integrating with Pride Month. So just to the youth here on Sam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started, and I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up right. Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from, uh, Good Morning America from my, that's funny. <laughs> that's a promo. Good Morning Amigo, weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, 
It's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith Schuster from the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is Liddy. Turn up. how quick these segments kind of flow by but pride month is almost ending so i kind of want to you know talk about it a little bit more pride month has continued even with covid kind of trying to stop it in its ways we normally see pride celebrations and pride parades with people going throughout the streets and showing their pride and truly just being them their true self essentially with these celebrations but because of social distancing and because of again covid we can't see them in their full glory. But we have been seeing car parades, very similar to how we've seen it for graduations, birthdays, and now with naturalization, as we talked about yesterday. So with these cars, they're all shapes and sizes, SUVs, buggies, whatever you might want to say. And they're all decorated immensely to commemorate pride for the loss of the in-person parades. And quite frankly, I think I've seen these pictures and I think that it's so adorable and I'm very happy that they were able to find an integration to continue Pride Month because quite frankly, I think Pride Month has been a little overshadowed this this year and it's very sad. And so I'm very happy that they were able to continue it no matter what. I mean, that's pretty Oh, I'm oh. sorry, Idania. Go, go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go first, Idania. I'll let you go ham, and I'll let you finish off the segment. Like it's that. not even Idania. It's Araya. Oh, it's okay. No, <laughs> no, it's because I unmuted my mic to talk too. Oh, oh oops. God, I'm sorry, but I find that pretty cool. Like, I, the, the LGBT community, like they've always been not discriminated against, but I've always felt like they've been pushed aside in society, and it's just like. Eh, whatever. And they've always had to like fight. Like they've always had to. It's not injustice, but they've always had to fight social norms for a long time. So I feel like now they're doing this. It's just, it's whatever to them because it's just adding to what they've already done. So I mean, I find it really cool that they're still continuing, even with everything happening. It's really powerful for them, and it's just a stand-up job by the entire LGBT community. Um, so I guess I'll go. Um, so personally, I'm a part of the LGBT community. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I identify as bisexual. Um, yeah, I guess I'm coming out on national uh, radio. Yay. But anyway, I (laughs) I either really look like a straight ally, like one of those diehard straight allies or just um, LGBTQ. But anyways, um, anyway, (laughs) the clapped hands, I'm bugging. Um, Yeah, I think this is really important, especially right now with the whole movements and everything. It's really important to give the LGBTQ plus community their like um, attention that they deserve, Um, especially like the um POC and black um what's it called the everybody in the community that is POC and bi I like how I meant freak I can't talk everybody in the community of the LGBT community there's a lot of POC and um black people that get overshadowed and a lot of people when we do end up getting our representation it's not really intersectional and i think that's something that we have to talk about like in the lgbt community that's something that we have to address and it's getting addressed now that the whole black lives matter movement is being addressed you know with the whole black trans women they get a lot of discrimination and that's being addressed and i love that and you know it's important to make this a part of the movement cuz it's not only Black Lives Matter that matter, Black Lives that matter, it's also the LGBTQ plus community that matters. It's not only Black cis lives, it's everyone. It's all of the Black Lives that matter. And it's, I think that's really important that people are incorporating, oh my gosh, I've talked for so long. Yeah, Araya pretty much went ham, you know, she took my role or whatever. But, <laughs> um, 
I think the LGBTQ plus community is just, it's so wholesome. Like they're accepting of everyone, like no matter what, like as long as you accept them, they accept you. And I think this car parade, because not to get emotional or whatever, but throughout history, LGBTQ plus has been about overcoming these obstacles and these hoarders that um, we all get placed in, like all these, all this adversity we've had to face, it's about overcoming it and just letting your true colors fly and just being yourself no matter what the world tells you. And I think that the fact that we overcame another hurdle by, you know, not being able to have a pride, but now we are having a car pride. It's just, it's something very symbolic and very beautiful. I think the only downfall of it is that a lot of people who are closeted because of negative things that are going on in their home or just generally in their life, go to pride disguised as someone else. Like they'll go, um, people will attend pride just completely covered so that no one can realize who they are, but they can still enjoy the beauty that is pride um, won't be able to participate in this car pride because they can't exactly show themselves to the world just yet because of the people that they love um, not accepting them. So I think that really is the only downfall for closeted people and obviously young LGBTQ plus members who don't have um, cars or anyone to take them, aka me. I'm going to talk my sister into it, but whatever. If you guys need a ride, pull up. Um, I am part of the plus and a lot of my friends are part of the community as a whole. So yeah, it's just, I think it's so beautiful and I can't wait. Well, as we see, we have a lot of, we have a lot of positivity here for the LGBTQ plus community. We always like, we always love talking about them because I always love listening to Idania just kind of go off and have her own viewpoint on it. And quite frankly, I think that this has been a great integration for them. I love how this has been executed because, yes, there are some cons to this, as Ilania did say, for closeted and for younger uh, people in the in the community. It is very hard for them to try and to actually enjoy these parades now because they do have a, I guess, ha they have a limitation now because they can't essentially go out and actually oh, go. Hold on, go hold do on, you hold hear that? Hold on. Do you hear that? I do. Wait, who said it first? Ilani or Anthony? I think it was... It was Ty. 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 I do hear that. It is the end of the show. It's very sad. I love being here with Ilani, Anthony, and Araya. We talked about such interesting things today. And quite frankly, I am so proud for this Pride Month. So you're still you here on Sam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 45. See you next week.